Hi everyone, welcome back to the Wooden Cross Podcast. I'm your host Imlong and this is episode 16. In this episode, we are joined by Dr. Wiposa from Kohima. He is working with the Gatham Co. Sports International Ministry. In this episode, we want to discuss how sports can be used as an important tool of evangelism among the youths and the children group in our churches and in our fields. So do stay tuned and I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Wooden Cross once again. This is episode 16 and in this episode we are glad to have Dr. Wiposa from Katemko Sports International Kohima. Welcome to the Wooden Cross podcast, Dr. Wiposa. Yeah, Imlong, thank you for having me here to be part of your episode. I'm glad to be here. Uh, in this episode, we will be discussing a little bit about your ministry as well and how sports as a part of our ministries impact the life of the youth uh, and, and children in our church ministry. So yeah, before we move on to other topics, can you briefly highlight something about yourself, what you do, uh, something about your ministry as well? Yeah, this is a sports ministry and our focus is uh, we disciple people using sport as a tool so that is uh, clear for us so we try to train uh, leaders we work with sports people and we lead them to Christ a little bit of my ministry and my, my family I worked as youth pastor for seven years at yeah. Fort Annapolis Baptist Church and God led me to take into the new venture uh, where I am today um, yeah, I got uh, two little kids and my wife is from Manipur state and so we have a package of four. So how did your interest in this ministry grew? Um, because we've got a new concept, we don't have this sports thing much in our ministry aspect as well. But then how did you begin to take up a sports ministry as a full-time ministry for you? I never imagined, I never knew about even sports ministry happening. But it was uh, uh, during those days when I was in the Polish church, uh, one of my leaders introduced me to attend vision casting happening in Kolkata. So I went there, I attended, and I was so um, thrilled to see what God is doing in the world of sports and play. So that's the point starting point and I came back with much prayer and that's where I picked up one ball and I begin to start doing a ministry with that single ball. Sports ministry as a tool for evangelism and for discipleship is quite new to many of us in, in, in those who are in the ministry as well. So can you just tell us what this sports ministry was all about and who are the target audience and how does it work as a ministry tool? Yeah, very important. Uh, I think uh, our churches have been doing quite a lot of sports activities. Uh, as we see, uh, we see youth conducting a sports week, even church having a sports program. But at, as I look at uh, those from uh, this perspective today, I see them as um, more of recreational activity simply. And so we don't see much of the ministry aspect. Yes, yes, yes. yes we do see that uh, they, uh, they conduct 
sports activities and maybe they gather for a time of a prayer or whatever but um, we don't see the intentionality of carrying out the, the ministry aspect in discipling and evangelism and so today um, with this uh, sports ministry concept our main target our main goal and desire is to see uh, these people we we helping these people grow in the lord how do we do it we connect we connect them using sport as a tool so it's a very simple because the reason why uh why we we take the sports ministry is we see that 80 percent of the total world population loves sports mm -hmm. that's true and that's where we are in yes, yeah. so we can connect them easily and once we connect them here is an opportunity where we begin to uh, get to know them engage them to play actively we do bible studies uh, creatively we begin to conduct prayer meetings at the at field we begin to you know help them see that they can use these sports and or even help us especially particularly the people who are into professional sporting world we help them so that they present their their talent and their body as uh, presentable before god and worship god one important point that you have mentioned about uh, sports even of course i have said that we don't see much but one of the main reasons why we conduct sports in our churches in our activities and programs are mainly for recreational purpose right like you have said yes that's what we see yeah that's what we see in Nagaland when we talk about our state in Nagaland so how do you see uh, these ministries uh, being taken by the churches yeah before I get into uh, how the churches are responding uh, to sports ministry let me first uh, tell this uh, Nagaland is a uh, number one that has sent out leaders for a level two leadership training um, at a Asia Sports Leadership School. So we have the maximum number trained to do sports ministry. And uh, no doubt these people are, majority of these people are sent from the local churches. And so when we look at this, um, we, we imagine that uh, we have got the vision well and we see that a um, lot of great things will happen but what is happening is these individuals the leaders who are trained are losing interest not picking up well that is one thing that we see and as we look at the church's response um yes i will say the churches are also responding uh, well okay that i will i will say because this is important and we also focus on the local churches because the local church is the hope of the world and still remains God's agenda of change and transformation. And therefore we felt that equipping the local church in sports ministry is going to empower to accomplish this role. Right. And so we see sport has emerged as one of the most influential and powerful forces in the world today if redeemed and used by the church sport can impact and mobilize people and society into transformational journey because of the power of the gospel uh, but what is happening is the churches are slow in catching up 
uh, that's what uh, we see here um, in our context. They they still see it not as um, a ministry. Okay, okay. Each time I visit a church and spend time with pastors, the first question they uh, they always asked is, "What do you do with sports ministry?" So I I feel they should be asking, "How do you do your ministry?" If he he will ask me. What do you do? I can simply say, we make disciples, we proclaim the gospel in obedience to the Bible. Very simple. But how do I do? I can have you know, enough activities or you know, sharing that I can project to, to them. So very interesting. Yes, churches are very open up, but still not being intentional. So they don't still see it as one of the key strategies in reaching out their vision. I don't know whether uh, many church uh, have a written vision or a, just a statement. So, yeah, but I'm very positive about that. Right, right. One of the reasons that you, are, that you have mentioned is the churches and the leaders not being intentional in, in taking forward the sports ministry as an important tool, right? What can we do to make the church accept this uh, ministry as a part of the regular church activities? No, no, any anything that the church can do? I have nothing of negative uh, on this towards the local churches because I belong to. Uh, so, um, but what is uh, going to happen is um, the best, the best area that we can bring them before the local church to see that sports ministry is a strategic for church growth is the children ministry. Okay, okay. So that's where we, we, we are giving so much of our energy, so much of our resources to train children ministry leaders and children to follow Christ faithfully. Okay, okay. So that's the reason why we have been engaging ourselves into training leaders on active kids discipling. It is not enough for one hour on Sundays to teach or to train children to become a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. We need to think beyond one hour. We need to go beyond the four walls and see how we can actively engage these children seven days a week. So that's where we are shifting our focus. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think I, our context is, unless you see result, a result, <laughs> you are not ready to jump in. Right, that's true. Uh, yeah. I think that's a very, very important point that you have made. Concentrating our efforts uh, towards ministering to the children, right? Yes, exactly. I, I think you have also uh, written a book in relation to your ministry about how how to go about discipling our children. So can you share a little bit about your books, what activities that you have already given in that? Yeah, my inspiration uh, with that uh, book was uh, very simple. I wanted to present that book to the church leaders, particularly people who are into children ministry. Uh, surprisingly, I, you know, 
I never, I never imagined that I'll be training children ministry leaders. Never imagined that I'll be working uh, this much into children ministry. But somehow God directed me. God gave me the passion to lead, to train, and so uh, you know that was a regular thing. So I was, I'm also grateful to my association, ABCC. Uh, the children ministry they invite me each year to come and present a sports ministry okay they want to they want to incorporate um this into their curriculum into their ministry so okay. i get privileged to be part of uh, this training for 10 days but i've just got a few hours yes but at least i get to uh train um, 60 70 people each year and that's where you know god begin to um, in, inspire me, motivate me to, you know, come up with a book that can um, encourage leaders or use that to disciple kids. So that's where I started, um, you know, uh, working on uh, games mostly. So I name and title that book as God's Game Plan. Yeah, God's yeah, Game Plan. That's what uh, I had entitled my book. And uh, in that you will see three things. One, fun games. Kids need fun. So I put it fun, lots of fun games. Another area is competitive sports, very simple competitive sports. The reason why we put competitive sports in that book is children need to know what is a good game and what is a bad game. They need to differentiate that so they will be able to, you know, present themselves into a good game. And when they fall into bad game, they will realize and get back to good game. So that's number two. The number three is the most important one, experiential games, biblical stories or life values, whatever you want to translate it into the life of the children to follow. Here we have numbers of uh, games. Everything I try to give my best to work with all those details yes. so you don't have to really struggle you just go through and follow what is written there so most of these games designed i think uh, uh, if i'm correct i put it 198 games in that book wow, that's quite a lot. so everything is in detail yeah. and uh, most of the games are over without any resources you don't need any resources okay okay just go through the game uh, I have written the, what Bible verse to use, what message to convey, how do you play, how many people, you know, everything, both indoor and outdoor. So okay. I got a lot of good um, response. Okay. Yeah, so my intention was not to sell. Um, my intention is never to sell, but um, in order to you know cover the cost I have spent because I just spent it uh, from my pocket. So leaders, they uh, buy it, and so I make up that, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, that, that's great. So everybody loves sports, but you know, many are not engaged in, many are not actively engaged, and especially church leaders like us, <laughs> we don't give much interest to playing games or conducting games for the kids and for the, even for the youth group. So I think it will be an important tool, not only for the kids but even for the church leaders involved in the in different ministries how do you get the idea for so much games in one book itself you have already given around like you have said 198 games so from where do you get all these ideas to create so much of games for one book itself yeah so um very simple 
you will not see my name there in that book. Okay, okay. The reason is simple. I'm I'm a trained uh, leader from the sports uh, ministry. Yes. And therefore, we don't want to, you know, uh, own anything for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever okay. small or big we do, we want we want that to be available for anyone, anyone. Yes. As long as okay. they use it in building the kingdom of God. And therefore, my inspiration is not just my work, but a collections of different ministries. As I work, I closely as I closely work with 209 countries. At global sports movement, but uh, we have not really put our effort to bring different, uh, you know, contextual games into one book. That's where uh, I begin to work and push myself to work on it. How does it work? I mean, do you have a sports coalition in in Nagaland or India? And how does the whole countries, like I've said, around 290 countries, are involved in this ministry? So. How do you connect that? Is there a governing body who monitors all the activities or what you do? Yeah, I think that's a very um, good point, and I think it would be nice for people who listen also understand this. Now, this sports ministry started way back 1969 with one man having a global vision. He wanted to impact the world of sports and play. That's where it began, and now today we have 209 countries plus working together actively, intentionally. I'm I'm one of the leaders uh, to be part of that global team as global leaders. Uh, and so, what? Uh, how they work is this: uh, very simple. This is not an organization. This is simply a movement, but a movement working with high accountability uh, intentionality is uh, what we see so um, at the global we have a representative uh, leaders who are particularly who are trained at the level three school at international sports uh, leadership school these people are key leaders from different countries And so, at a global lead, lead, leader uh, movement, we have uh, two people as a conveners. Then we have uh, from uh, different region as leaders representing, and comes down to our country. We call it Sports Coalition of India. And so, in these um, the region-wise, uh, we our country is divided into five region: North, South, East, West, and Northeast. And so I'm one of them taking in charge of uh, one of the areas. So northeast is where I'm taking in charge. So this is how we work. And in Nagaland, yes, those days with some pioneers, they started a Nagaland Sports Coalition. But um, as we see, um, to, on the practical side, uh, it is just a name uh, that exists right now. But the new emerging leaders are on, um, so we are happy to see this uh, young, younger generation coming up with uh, so much zeal and passion. So we are not so much into the name, but we want to see each leader being equipped, trained, transformed to lead the next leaders. So that's what we are looking towards. Okay, okay, yeah. If it's in more than 200 countries, then I think it's a, it's a big thing and with a big vision and with a big goal. That this sports ministry is also taking place all around the world. I think. Yeah. So, uh, 
coming back to again our discussion about the ministry with the children now um so how do you go about conducting this uh, training for the leaders who are involved in the kids ministries yeah so our first focus is uh, uh, the first thing is we want we train the children ministry leaders not just yes. to become not just to become sunday school teachers or leaders okay. so that's the concept we want them to understand because uh, if they are just trained to become a sunday school teacher the moment they leave the church or the responsibility at best they can say is once i was a sunday school teacher <laughs> once i was a <laughs> children you know teacher that's all so that's why we want to train them we want them to understand that their leadership should not just confined to one hour or sunday yeah so we 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 train them to become children ministry leader so no matter whether they are in or you know off the responsibility from the church where there are children there is their responsibility they will pick up that's the reason why we are training hard the reason we are training them is we are training them so they they get the idea of how to actively engage kids so that they don't see children not as of um, disciples of tomorrow or for future but they will see children as disciples of Jesus Christ today and future leaders of the church tomorrow that's where we want them to see and so we have enough resources with us available on a sports ministry so we want them to to use those videos those resources those uh, materials uh you know available for anyone a- to use it so we are trying to introduce those yeah so we are getting to see a lot of excitement one example i can give you is uh, during this pandemic god directed my heart to see uh the importance and significance of helping the children ministry and particularly the leaders and so i begin to you know make a flyer and flash out over whatsapp you know facebook and that's why i started connecting to different churches and uh, to my amazed you know within the span a span of a one month time we have reached out to 89 churches 89 churches were trained literally trained and i think i was so impressed to see your leadership let me mention you my intention was not first to the um association level it's a huge and since we are not into technology kind of thing uh, we know there are going to be uh, there will be lots of inconveniences so to be on the practical side i thought i will just focus first on the town churches where they are used to with technology and that's where i began and i just approach uh, chang church and that's how the director you know why not <laughs> you take up so that's where you know the connection went on and i truly appreciate your leadership how within a week time you connected uh, 60 plus churches you know to be on that at uh, one hour seminar or training so i think uh, you will also agree with me that in those seminars and trainings i was so intentional 
so passionate about training them, willing to share the resources that we have. So that was the connection I want to make. And the response that I received from all these churches was, you know, that fascinated me. Overwhelming messages, uh, you know, that I, I received. So I think that was a big opening door for many churches to see that, yes, sports ministry is important for, you know, the church growth. So that's why I see it and I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy. So that's all we have for this episode. Do subscribe the podcast in Spotify, Google Podcasts for more episodes.